Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Genesis. It's so great to see you guys tonight. Uh, my name is Kevin. If we haven't met, let's make, let's make sure we do that uh, before tonight's over. But I uh, see some new faces, and we're really grateful that y'all are here tonight. This is our fourth and final night of our series called The Tipping Point. And uh, The Tipping Point is uh, loosely based off of a book by Malcolm Gladwell. And we've been talking about, uh, actually, we've been going through the book of Acts. And uh, what we see in the book of Acts is uh, a tipping point that happens because believers are unified. Uh, they're praying together. They're, uh, they're doing what Jesus called is the, the, uh, a new commandment that he's given us is loving one another. He said that when we, uh, when we love each other, the world is going to know that we're his disciples. And so uh, the believers in the book of Acts have been doing this. Um, they chose Christ over culture, as Mike uh, described in, in uh, week two. Uh, even in the face of persecution, it was Christ above culture. And he talked about the story of Stephen getting killed right in the midst of persecution. He chose Christ and faced the consequences over that gladly. Talked about uh, last week uh, fixing broken windows. And if you haven't, uh, if you didn't, weren't able to make it, I really encourage you to check out the podcast last week. Really the whole series, but last week was phenomenal. Uh, seeing the need, feeling the need, and fixing the need. Of those broken windows that we see in our culture, um, fixing those because it makes an impact in our community. So having said that, I would like us to pray and uh, just get our hearts prepared, get our minds ready uh, for what God wants to do in this fourth and final night. So would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we lift you up. We're so grateful for your love. We're so grateful that you sent your one and only son and he died on a cross to purchase our salvation. We're grateful that there's freedom in you, Lord. Grateful that you love us, that you have a calling on our lives, and I believe that you want to do something special tonight. So I pray that I would get out of the way and that your will would be done, that your kingdom would come, that you would speak to each and every one of us. We ask that your spirit would be working inside each and every one of our hearts, Lord, as their scriptures are explained, as we pray together, as we talk this out, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. So, in Acts chapter 2, we see this amazing story of these believers, 120 believers. They're gathered together, they're in this upper room, and they're praying together. And then, this, this amazing uh, sound, the Bible describes it like a mighty, rushing wind, that fills the room that they're in, and the Holy Spirit falls on them. They, they all get filled with the Holy Spirit, and they begin speaking in other languages. And they actually go out of the upper room, and they're out in the, in the streets, and people were hearing uh, their own language, like from their own native country, because this was a, a time when people had been visiting Jerusalem uh, on a holiday called Pentecost. And so, they're hearing uh, their own native language, and they're hearing all these different languages. And, and, uh, but some people that you know, didn't know all these languages, they're like, these guys are drunk. What's going on? And the Bible says that Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he stands up and he says, man, th these guys are not drunk like you think they are. And he starts to recite um, the scripture in uh, the book of Joel. He's, this is Old Testament prophecy from the prophet Joel. And... Uh, we put it up on the screen there. He says, this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel, and in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all 
flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and my female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So Peter is saying, guys, this is a new thing that is happening. It was foretold in the Old Testament, and it is finally here, that God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh. Now, <clears throat> this is the, the first time we see the gifts of the Holy Spirit being poured out on everybody, because the prophecy said all flesh. Now, <clears throat> we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit tonight, and I realize when you talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it can be kind of a controversial topic. Some denominations believe, well, the gifts of the Spirit aren't for today. They're, they're only for Bible times. They're not for modern times. Um, well, I don't believe that. I'm not telling you what you have to believe, but you need to get into the Scriptures for yourself. You need to study this topic for yourself. What do you believe about the Holy Spirit? What do you believe about the gifts of the Holy Spirit? And so tonight, I really want to look in the Scriptures. I'm going to have a lot of Scriptures for you guys tonight, so be ready. If you want to take some notes, if you want to have your Bible out, you want to have your Bible app out, uh, or you could just pay attention to the screen. But listen to the language that's used in the, the book of Joel. He says, in these last days, this is the last days that we're, that we're in, uh, Peter, right then that day, that was the beginning of the last days. But we're still in the last days. God declares, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, not just some people anymore, because the Holy Spirit had uh, been in certain men and women in the Old Testament. And you see the gifts of the Holy Spirit actually all the way back to the Old Testament. Uh, in the Old Testament, there were, uh, in Exodus chapter 31, there were uh, gifted craftsmen. And, and God says, I'm going to fill them with my Spirit. And they're going to be gifted craftsmen to work with wood and silver and gold. And they're going to uh, furnish the tent of meeting where they would go and to get in the presence of God, where the Ark of the Covenant would be, and the, the altar and all of these things. Uh, this is the tent of meeting, and God said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my spirit. I'm going to fill these guys with my spirit so that they're going to be gifted to be craftsmen. Wood, gold, and silver, they're going to make this tent a beautiful tent. And then you see uh, Elijah filled with the Holy Spirit. You see uh, Samson. Remember Samson with his long hair? He was full of the Holy Spirit. And he had, a, he had like a gift of strength. Like that was a gift of the Holy Spirit for Samson. In fact, there was a lion that came out to attack Samson at one point, And it says that Samson was full of the Holy Spirit. And he killed this lion with his bare hands. Pretty incredible, right? Uh, we know that David was full of the Holy Spirit. He had this, this supernatural gift uh, of leading worship and shooting slingshots. These are some of the gifts of the Spirit that he had. So... You see these, uh, the gifts of the Spirit all the way back in the Old Testament, but Peter is saying from this prophecy in Joel, God is pouring out his Spirit on all flesh. And remember when he said, your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. This is indicating that this is for everybody. It's not just uh, for the men. It's not just for the, the men of God. It's not just for certain elect few. This is, for, this is available to everybody. So he says, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. But your young men will see visions. Um, <clears throat> sorry, that's reversed. Oh yeah, your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. So this is a, a special time that ha happens in the book of Acts. And 
then the disciples are finally remembering all that Jesus promised about the Holy Spirit. He says, there's going to be a helper that comes. He said, it's good for you guys that I'm going away because I'm going to send you a helper. He's going to show you all things. He's going to lead you into all truth. Then they remembered right before Jesus left the earth in Mark chapter 16, the Great Commission. He says, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Now, is this for today? Or was this just for back in that day? Well, back in that day, well, he says, go into all the world. Now, you know, we still haven't been able to go into all of the world and preach the gospel. We still haven't accomplished that yet. There are still tribes and there's still people groups out there that have not yet heard the gospel. But he says, this is what's going to happen when the gospel is preached. These signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So he's saying, Incredible things are going to happen when the gospel is preached. When you preach the cross and that Jesus died and rose again, and people, you can be saved. When you preach that message, there's, there's, powerful, uh, there's, there's power in that. And these signs and these wonders and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they follow the gospel when it's preached. So when you look in the book of Acts, I love the book of Acts. Anybody love to read the book of Acts? It's, it's like it says, it's Acts. It's action-packed, Right? In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John are uh, walking to the temple, and there's this lame man. His legs don't work. He's crippled, a beggar. He's been there sitting by this gate all the time, and he says, you know, hey, can I have some money? Can you give me something? And Peter just stops, and he looks at him, and something is happening in Peter at this moment. You know, this is a, a special moment because Peter's looking at this guy, and the Holy Spirit starts to work, and he says, Silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, walk. It's in the name of Jesus Christ that this miracle takes place. But it's more than just a miracle. It's the gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, working through Peter. The Holy Spirit is working through Peter, and I'm going to show you guys how this works. But uh, you see all throughout the book of Acts that the Holy Spirit fell on the Gentiles. Uh, There would be groups of people... You see this in in Acts chapter 8, groups of people that were Christians, they were believers, they had been baptized in the name of Jesus, their sins are forgiven, but they hadn't yet been filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we didn't know that there was a Holy Spirit. And so the apostles, they they do this, they go out through all these different communities of believers and they, they tell them about the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit just falls, you can't control it. It just happens, and, and they begin to prophesy. People, just like a group of people like we have here, they begin to prophesy over one another. Basically, God is speaking through them. That's what a prophet does. Instead of just being special prophets, only a few special prophets in the Old Testament, now God says, I'm pouring out my spirit, and you can prophesy. Uh, there's lots of different gifts of the Holy Spirit. We can, we're going to go into that. There's, uh, in Acts chapter 20, Paul is preaching so long, he's like preaching until midnight, that this one guy actually falls asleep because Paul had been preaching so long. I've been there. I hope you guys don't fall asleep. 
Because what this guy does, he's on the third story, and he, he falls out the window, and he dies. He's dead. And his, his name is Eutychus. It's in Acts chapter 20. And so the, the Christians, they go down there, and they go, oh, man. Wow, Paul, you really did it this time with your long preaching, your long sermon. You know, Everybody loves a short sermon, am I right? Well, uh, he, just, he just lays his hands on him, and he's healed. He gets up, he's alive again. Like, this is the type of thing that happened in the book of Acts. It's a miracle, but it's also the gifts of the Holy Spirit in action. I'll tell you a story of uh, when I was a youth pastor at this church many, many years ago, middle school youth pastor. I went on a mission trip. I actually organized this mission trip to Mexico City. And I took these youth, and one of my, uh, one of my high school students, his name is Matt, and Matt, uh, he didn't really quite believe all this stuff. He was a little skeptical, and that's okay. He had questions, and that's okay. But um, he, he had asthma. And we go on this trip, and, and we're in Mexico City, and Mexico City is a lot of pollution because there's like 20 million people that live in Mexico City. It's one of the largest cities in the world. And so there's a lot of pollution, a lot of smog, and he's having a real hard time breathing. And in addition to that, uh, we stayed at this hotel and our rooms were, were way up, like on the eighth floor or something like that. And the elevators were slow. And so sometimes if you had to take the stairs, Matt had asthma, and he, w- he was getting really, really winded. Well, one of the missionaries there, his name was Stephen, Stephen Vulo. And he, he actually went to this church as a kid, but he was in Mexico as a missionary. He's been living there full time. And uh, one day we're just having our, our team devotional. We're having worship right out in, in the park. It was awesome. Right out in this public park plaza area. And uh, Stephen just says, gets up in front of the group and he says, Matt, I want you to come over here. Come over here. I believe that God is going to heal you. Matt's like really nervous. You know, he's not used to any of this stuff. And what, you know. And he walks over and, Matt, you have asthma, right? Yeah, I've got asthma. Well, we're going to pray for you. And I believe that God wants to heal you. And so he laid his hands on Matt, and we all prayed, and, and Stephen is praying over him. And it wasn't, you didn't, I, I didn't feel anything. I don't know if anybody felt anything, but something happened. And Matt could instantly breathe better. And he had never uh, breathed so good in his life. And so uh, <clears throat> he, he always had his inhaler with him. So he decides to run all the way back to the hotel. He runs to the hotel, and he's not even winded. At all. He's like, this is really strange. So he decides to run up to the top floor of the hotel and runs as fast as he can upstairs. Now, uh, he must have been in a little, you know, good shape because, like, if I run up one flight of stairs, I get a little winded. But he runs up, like, all the stairs to the top floor and he's not winded. He's breathing fine. And Matt is one of my good friends. He just had a baby and was just over at his house the other day. And I always remind him of that. Matt, you remember? When you got healed of asthma, he's like, yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. Matt, have you used your inhaler? Have you ever used it since that day? Nope, never used it. Never used an inhaler again. That is a miracle. But how did Stephen know that that was going to happen? How did he know to call Matt up and say, and why did he say, Matt, I believe that God is going to heal you today? And I'm sure, you know, in, in, a, in a group of people, there's lots of people with different things. You know, there's, there's bad ears, there's bad eyes, there's bad knees. Uh, there's all kinds of things, right? But how did Stephen know 
to call Matt up. It was the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in action. So we're going to look at some gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Here's where I'm going to throw a lot of scripture at you. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 8 through 10, uh, it describes nine spiritual gifts. There's a lot of spiritual gifts written about in the Bible. But in 1 Corinthians 12, it's the word of wisdom. Now, the word of wisdom could be that God speaks through you uh, a wise word. Like, you know, I feel like God is saying that you shouldn't do this because it's a bad choice. I feel like God is saying that uh, we need to be careful of such and such. I feel like God is saying that, uh, that you shouldn't go there because something bad is going to happen. That's a word of wisdom. Uh, a word of knowledge. There's something that, that God might want to speak to you or speak through you that it's knowledge that uh, nobody else knows. Now, Stephen, he had a word of knowledge that God was going to heal my friend Matt of asthma. That's how he did that. So nobody could have known that. Only God knew that, and he, and he just basically said, Stephen, it's time for God to heal Matt of asthma. So that he had a word of knowledge, a knowledge from God. There's a gift of faith. You see this a lot of times throughout the Bible. People just have supernatural faith. I think David had supernatural gift of faith when he goes out to fight Goliath or when he fights a lion and a bear. They're coming against his sheep. He had a gift of faith like, I have faith in my God that I can defeat this thing. Um, there is the gift of healing. That was also in operation when, when Matt got healed. The working of miracles, same thing. Prophecy, I described this earlier. When God speaks through you to a person or to another group of people, like, hey, I have a word from the Lord here. I feel like the Lord is saying, you know, and whatever it is, I don't know what, what God might speak through you. Uh, but there's also, there's also uh, the gift of uh, discerning of spirits. So... <clears throat> um, there might be somebody out there with an evil spirit. You saw this a lot in the New Testament, that people had evil spirits and Jesus would cast it out or the disciples would cast that evil spirit out. I've seen it before myself. Me and a group of people cast it out, an evil spirit. It was very interesting. It doesn't happen every day. It was pretty wild, okay? But uh, God might give you discernment, just a supernatural understanding that, you know what, there's something not right about this person. There is an evil spirit, and I need, to, I need to watch out for that. I need to be careful of that. And also, I can minister to this person. And, and listen, hey, I want to, you know, what is it? What is it? Is, is there some kind of an addiction? Is there some kind of stronghold on your life? Let's pray and, and believe God for freedom. Um, speaking in tongues. And we saw this in, in Acts chapter 2. Speaking in new languages. Speaking in tongues. Uh, you, men won't understand you. People won't understand you but God understands you. Uh, some of you might have experienced this. Some of you haven't. This is one of those controversial uh, gifts of the Spirit, speaking in tongues. That's weird, right? It's pretty weird. I remember when I was a, a boy, I grew up in the Church of Christ. It was a very kind of uh, uh, strict denomination, very conservative is a better word, conservative denomination. Didn't believe, at least my church, didn't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They didn't believe that that was for today. I went to school with a lot of other kids from my church, and people would say things like, God can't speak to you. God doesn't do that anymore. God doesn't speak to you. I'm like, what? Um, But that's the way that I grew up. Now, when I started dating my wife, she was from a Pentecostal background. She actually went to an Assembly of God church. Anybody been to an Assembly of God church? 
It's wild. I love it. It's wild, though. Uh, I, I walked in there. when it, we, he and, Her and I were dating. This is Assembly of God Church, and everybody started praying out loud at the same time. And I was like, this is a cult. I've got to run. I've got to find the door because they're going to sacrifice me. Something weird is happening because they all prayed like at the same time out loud. And uh, you get used to it after a while. But I'm just used to everybody bow their head, everybody's stone cold quiet, and whoever's up front prays. That's the way I was used to it. Uh, but they did something different, and many of them spoke in tongues. They're like, what is this? This is, this is new. This, and so what I began to do is I began to get in the Scripture. And this is like I was 18 years old, and I really wanted to know what is the truth because I had friends from my old church saying one thing, uh, friends from my new church saying something else. And so when you're in that type of situation, people are saying multiple things. You've, you've always got to go to the Scripture for yourself, okay? That's what I'm telling you above all else. That's what I'm telling you tonight. Go to the Scriptures for yourself. Read the Word for yourself. What does it say? And, and, I, and I prayed like crazy. I prayed, God, I really want to know the truth. I don't want to believe something just because I've always believed that. I don't want to believe something just because my Parents believe that. I want to I know what's really, really truth. And so God really opened my eyes and led me to see some of the scriptures. And I was like, I've never seen that before. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 14. Some of these scriptures that talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I've never seen that before. The Acts chapter 2, all throughout the book of Acts, when you see the gifts of the Holy Spirit working in people, it's amazing. So uh, speaking in tongues, and then there's interpretation of tongues. I've seen this happen too. Pretty wild stuff where somebody just in a kind of in a quiet room, somebody just begins to speak out in tongues and everybody's like, "What's going on? Like what is this?" And and then somebody else will raise their hand and the pastor will call on them and says, "Go ahead." And he and somebody has an interpretation. And it's just a, an encouraging word. It's a word from the Lord. This is what she, somebody, you know, the person A had this message in tongues. Person B had an interpretation for it. Pretty wild, but pretty cool. Um, so that's the gifts that are laid out in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 has some different gifts. There's a lot of gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Romans chapter 12, gift of prophecy. We've kind of seen that one. Gift of serving. I love that. Because it's not all just about like, whoa, these are weird gifts. Like y- y- We all know people with the gift of serving. And that's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's really powerful. The gift of teaching. The gift of exhorting. You know, uh, there is no doubt that my friend Mike, he really has a gift of teaching and a gift of exhorting. When he's up here, when he's preaching, you can tell that's a gift of the Holy Spirit that he's operating in. The gift of giving or contributing. The gift of leadership. The gift of mercy. That's another gift that many of you have. Just Some of you are just more merciful than others. Some of you are just very, very compassionate and your heart breaks for people. That's a spiritual gift of mercy. Ephesians chapter 4 lists some different spiritual gifts. So let's check this out. This is what people often refer to as the five-fold ministry. People that are in vocational ministry. These are apostles, prophets, evangelists, evangelists. Does anybody know somebody who's, a, who's a, got that evangelism gift? I would say Josh Rogers and Sarah Grace, right? They couldn't be here tonight. I was talking to them on the phone earlier, and they 
swamped with a lot of things right now. But they have a heart to reach people, don't they? How many of you went downtown with them last Friday? Anybody? Wave your hand at me if you went with them. Okay. Um, but uh, we go downtown with a group of young adults and just sharing the gospel with strangers. They have that, that spiritual gift of evangelism. Then there's shepherds or pastors. Some people just, they care. They want to know. They want to check up on you. They want to pray for you. They want to be there for you to disciple you. That's that gift. And then there's teachers, people that have that spiritual gift to teach the word of God. First Peter chapter 4 lists a couple of different spiritual gifts. There's the uh, speaking. Speaking as a spiritual gift or preaching. And then we see serving once again. So I believe that there's even more spiritual gifts than just these. You know, you might have a a spiritual gift of being an artist. You might have a spiritual gift of building something that you could, you each have spiritual gifts. Some of those gifts may be unknown to you, but you have been gifted because God, he wants to pour out his spirit on all flesh. And You're saved. You've got the Holy Spirit living in you. Jesus lives in you. He gives each of you gifts. And they might be unknown to you, but you can discover what they are. You can practice them. Uh, You can ask somebody else, "What, what do you think that some of my spiritual gifts may be? Because probably people see some of these gifts in you. So, we're gonna talk about this in our tables, but before we do that, I was asked this question, how do we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. How do we receive them? How do we operate in them? I'm gonna give you five simple things, okay? Number one is desire the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse one, Paul says, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Paul said prophecy is the best gift because you're, you're telling somebody a message directly from God. He said, this is the best gift. Earnestly desire all spiritual gifts, but earnestly especially desire the gift of prophecy because God wants to speak through you to people. So all these gifts, they're about building up people. Okay, God doesn't give us gifts for our own selfish reasons. He gives us gifts to be a blessing to other people, to, to minister to other people. And that's why Paul said, number one, pursue love. It's about loving people. It's about building up the body of Christ. It's about edifying one another. And it's about, it's about people getting healed, like my friend Matt. That's what the gifts are for. They're not for that we can go, oh, look at Stephen. Man, God used him to heal Matt. Stephen is incredible. Stephen is amazing. Stephen is awesome. No, God is amazing. God is awesome. God is our healer. There's nothing, uh, you know, uh, Stephen doesn't have a, a power to heal people. It's the gifts of the Holy Spirit, not the gifts of Stephen, not the gifts of Kevin or the gifts of Mike or the gifts of Philip. It's the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and they are they're to be used to build people up. So pursue love and earnestly the desire, the spiritual gifts. It's okay for you guys to have a desire to be used by God and have the spiritual gift. Uh, he says it at the end of the chapter. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 39. So my brothers earnestly desire to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but all things should be done decently and in order. And that's important to remember, that, that you can't just go wild and everybody's doing all kinds of crazy things. There's, there's, a, there's an order, 
There's a, <clears throat> a, a, a way of doing it decently. There's a way of doing it under the authority of the pastor, whoever is leading the group. Uh, that's important. It's not just crazy, like everybody doing whatever, but there's a way to do it in order. So I think this is going to be some good discussion tonight. Uh, can we pass out the group discussion guides? And as we do that, I want to pray over us. Heavenly Father, thanks for this word tonight. I know that uh, this can be uh, a little bit uh, new to a lot of people. It can be a little bit complicated of a subject, but I pray that your truth is revealed. I pray that we would get into your word, that we would get into your scripture, and find out what you are saying, and I pray that you would pour out your spirit on us. And I pray that the gifts of the Holy Spirit would flow through us so that we can be a blessing to other people. Because I believe that you want to use us to build one another up, to reach people, and, and you want to use us for signs and wonders and miracles as the gospel is preached. So have your way tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.